Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back to the X-Men Files podcast, a podcast where Brian... Tells Anessa just how perfect she is. <laughs> I don't Ye- think that was four seconds. There, are, I was, was counting because I was trying not to laugh. Okay, cool. Um, I only got to three one thousand. You count too slow. You think so? In addition to all of your other faults, <laughs> um, you have no flaws. Uh, this is this false. is unusual because, like, as a person, you know, not many people um, have that's have so, zero flaws. But you true. are one of those people. No, I'm not. I have I, so many flaws. I don't think that there is anything wrong with you whatsoever. That's very kind of you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, um, any any announcements? We don't. We never have announcements. Announcements. Uh, we should. See. We should. Oh, oh. Um, announcements. Oh, we could do an advertisement and and. How about egg. a spring fun drive? <laughs> fun drive or fund drive. Fun drive. Fun drive. We can, we can do. We can. We can explain our absence last week, and, and also put in a pitch for uh, the place that we were. When it's time to unwind, go to uh, go to river. That. Go to river and twine. <laughs> yeah, we, we've already we already did a mock ad for them. Once we'll do another one. We went for to to, to tiny houses, uh, and it was delightful. The place so nice. We went there twice. Uh, River and Twine has gotten a little bit more of our money, and uh, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay giving them a bit of money, a uh, little bit of money into the local Rocky Mount, North Carolina economy. Um, what else do we want to say? Oh, 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 uh, a plug for the uh, the, the the Wilson Whirly gig. Oh, yeah, the Whirly gig park. Yeah, that was fun. You should was... go there. It's free. and uh yeah. And and there's a brewery right across the street that has really good barley wine. They were closed when we went there. Because it was <laughs> Easter and also Sunday and yeah. also 10 in the morning. Right. But, you know, when you go there, they'll probably be open. So you should go there if you live in North Carolina. And, yeah. Uh, spend I mean, some the money. eastern part of North Carolina. The eastern part of North Might Carolina. Might not be worth, you know. Probably not worth the drive from. You don't need to drive past Asheville on your way to Wilson. No, for beer. Yes, yeah. but if you're, you know, if you're in the eastern part of North Carolina, I'm, coming home from the beach or going yeah. to tiny houses, uh, that's a Wilson. fun, fun detour. But uh, yeah, that barley one—I don't recall the name of it or the name. Like the the brewery name was like like Katiba or something. Katiba. Uh, Katiba. Yeah. Um, and it was a really, really good barley wine. Yeah, it was good. Really fantastic, smooth. I uh, it, it will knock you flat on your ass. Yeah, high octane. Can't have yeah, more than yeah. one. Yeah, I I couldn't finish so, one. I had I had I think like one and a half one night. Yeah, and that's yeah. So. I am also pretty high octane, but that was um, <laughs> you know I, I exercised the better part of valor and did not finish <laughs> that second that second uh, can. Uh, let's let's uh that that is all of the ado. That's all of yes. Okay, so the recap's going to suck. Uh, I I really struggled to recap this. Really, I mean sometimes like it feels all right, and um, you know, this time I'm just. Gonna, it, it's short, so yeah. if it's if it's gonna suck, then make it short. So let's get through this. <laughs> do you want me to do all the recaps? I could do all the recaps. No, I enjoy doing mm-hmm. them from time to time. Um, I'm used to picking up your slack. Wow, no, that's not really true. It's, if anything, if anything, it's the. Yeah, opposite. I forgot to change the laundry loads before I came upstairs <laughs> because I was washing the sheets on our bed, which is what I do every week. 
right before he I. He does make that on bed. Sunday. On Saturday, he washes the regular clothes. Right, and yeah. I make our bed every day. You do do that. Yeah, you do. So you know, yeah, if anyone's picking anyone else's slack up, I think. So we know. Why don't you fuck right off? <laughs> Carry on with your recap. Issue 179, the front cover does not suggest anything felicitous in this issue. No one's fighting anyone. Nope, just a teary kitty marrying a well-dressed mutant. Our story begins in the dank, fetid sewers below Manhattan, where the freaks and outcasts are forcing a drugged adolescent to marry someone against her will. (laughs) This is the worst Rocky Horror sing-along ever. (laughs) Meanwhile, the X-Men are in a morgue, staring at Kitty's corpse. Everything checks out, apart from the fact that she doesn't smell right. Also, meanwhile, uh, someone loaded the Colossus sickle on the back of a truck and or used some superpowered means to now, how did they get him there? transport his frozen body upstate to the mansion. Dr. Nightcrawler can't detect a pulse. Things look grim, and Kurt is naturally concerned about how Ilyana will take the news. Apparently, she's sort of jaded about the whole idea of death following her experience in Limbo, uh, which you can read about in Magic. Magic, right? Which came out at about the same time. Yeah. Uh, Aurora contacts the professor to update him about Kitty, and Xavier gets a really bad headache. Honestly, this is super... I wrote this down. (laughs) This is not... Honestly, this is super hard to recap. Loads of dense plot things are happening in quick succession. (laughs) Next up. Kitty is in a sort of fugue state, only snapping out of it when she sees the pale, skeletal visage of Caliban. Sunder holds her in place as Callisto reminds her of the promise that Kitty made a few issues ago. She'd agreed to stay with Caliban if he would help the X-Men escape the Morlocks. He did, but Kitty didn't hold up her end of the deal. She feels bad about this, but even worse about Colossus, and she starts and she takes off running. She stumbles in some slimy goo next to a rat and is found by a monstrous, monsterish-looking child. Kitty's moral compass kicks back in, and she agrees to go through with the wedding. There's some low-grade torture, body horror, and then the ceremony begins. Yeah. <laughs> or it would if the X-Men didn't arrive just in the nick of time. Fighting ensues until Kelly. Until, uh, fighting ensues until Kitty tells them to knock it off. As a Morlock, she'll get some help for Colossus. The Morlock healer, along with Callisto, head to the mansion. Rogue absorbs Colossus' power, which removes his steel protection. As that happens, the Morlock healer uh, heals Heals. Colossus. Our story closes with Kitty in Morlock costume descending into the subway. Just before the ceremony, though, Caliban decides that he loves Kitty too much to force her into a weird human trafficking guilt trip. He's actually rather nice about it and gets a hug. Free. Sorry. But what are you singing? <laughs> you love somebody. Set them free. Okay, yeah. I thought you were singing a song about human trafficking or something. There um, are no songs about that. I hope not, yeah. <laughs> uh, completely unrelated to that, because I love repeating this. Do you remember what I said to you when we saw the Rolling Stones, which is you know, retroactively a date. <laughs> retroactively our very first date. Uh, and they played Stray Cat Blues. I said, you know, this is one of my favorite songs about statutory rape. <laughs> Speaking of statutory rape, um, <laughs> and I, I suppose we were. <laughs> you, you know, Mick you Jagger were. and Keith Richards wrote a song yeah. called uh, "Like Stray Cat Blues." The lyrics for this problematic doesn't do justice. Wait, run, run through the lyrics for me because I, uh, you know a lot more I know about. You're just, uh, I know you like, like I know you're just 16 years old or like or something, but I don't want no ID. <laughs> 
sort of a don't ask, don't tell. It's not a don't ask, don't tell. It is, I know exactly what legal and moral codes I'm breaking. (laughs) But I don't care. And it's like, like, like I've heard your sister is even wilder than you. Like maybe she can join. I, I got to look up the lyrics. I mean, I'm, I'm butchering. Like I sound like like Alistair Cook or something yeah. reciting these lyrics. Your sister is wilder than you. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, the lyrics are all about shagging an underage girl. Yeah, it's one. It's like while telling her that you want to have a threesome with her and her sister. And again, I didn't write these lyrics. I feel like often when I listen to music, I don't really listen to the lyrics that carefully. And I so I suppose that when a performer writes a song and then performs it a hundred times yeah. or more times than that, they sort of just stop thinking about the lyrics like it's just a rote thing, like on autopilot. But I wonder if they were, they've ever been sitting around together. Yeah. <laughs> Mick Jagger and Keith Richards and one of them been like, so. Yeah. You know, like, this was all we, adorable when we were yeah, like, 19. Yeah, ourselves. we wrote this when we were in, like, maybe we should stop performing this now Now that we're in our 40s or 50s like, or yeah, 60s like, or 70s. Know, I, I've got three daughters, one of whom is six, but another of whom is like 36. <laughs> and I was on the phone with her recently. She said, hey, dad, maybe you should stop performing this song. Straight Cat Blues lyrics. Okay. Um, I... I also, typically don't pay much attention to the lyrics. Yeah. I'm sometimes kind of surprised by the... How gross they are. Uh, uh, you know, well, in this case, yeah. I actually added a year of age to the lyric according to this site. It's 15. I can see that you're 15 years old. No, I don't want your ID. Uh, it's no hanging matter. It's no capital crime. Uh, you look so weird and you're so far from home, but you don't really miss your mother. Uh, I bet your mama don't know you. You can scratch like that. I bet she don't know you can bite like that. Actually, not sister. So you, you, you say you got a friend that a she's friend. wilder okay. than you. Yeah. If she's so wild, then she can join in too. This is one of these. Actually, I'm looking at this, and I can tell how they will they will frame it. They're like, oh no, no, we're 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 actually not taking the side of the pimp or whatever the fuck they're. <laughs> Being it's yeah like oh no no it's 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 actually a, a depiction of of something that's wrong yeah yeah I don't think so man <laughs> um, other favorite song about uh, statutory rape uh, is of course the blues classic Good Morning Little School Girl yeah Good Morning Little School Girl yeah <laughs> all right so speaking of statutory rape and we continue to be Kitty's fourteen yes yeah. We, we, we have talked about her age, and we we're kind of unclear about that. I think that we theorized maybe 15. No, she's 14. Wait, I thought that the doctor said she was 16, and Aurora said that she was 15. Was it? I mean, she said well, she's not yet 15. Not yet 15. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's so, splitting okay, hairs, right? Like, I'm not. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one thing, the um, onion uh, like had a blurb like um, co-worker unnervingly familiar with state statutory rape laws. <laughs> Like, oh, Mississippi, that's great. You know, it's like 15 <laughs> down there. <laughs> like, Why do you know this? <laughs> right, right. And by the way, I have no idea what the age of consent is uh, in, in Mississippi. Mississippi. <laughs> or anywhere else. I mean, I'm going to read up on that as my children uh, get to Right, yeah. As, as they 
cross like 14 and like all right yeah there are some states where it's as young as 13 which is very very young e, well yeah. all right i, I don't want to like like peel any more layers off of this onion <laughs> the statutory rape really, onion yeah it, it, there is also in terms of like who is the criminal actor um it, it's like okay 13 if the dude is 14 right there has there has to be a certain number of years between yeah yeah and there you know yes yeah so like like if two 17 year olds or something like that are fooling around yeah then go for it uh be safe wait wait, hang on okay no (laughs) don't go for it also be safe yeah i I don't want to get weird i'm not super conservative about that yeah uh good heavens i'm not trying to think i was probably married for four years before i was mature enough to have sex (laughs) um (laughs) You know, to, to consent. <laughs> so, it's really, I could rent a car before I really kind of grokked the repercussions there. Um, you know, 17, hey, fine. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think that people are, are you know, I mean, I understand that, that the age of legal adulthood in the United States is 18, but yeah. I don't actually feel like 18-year-olds are that much better at making, yeah. you know, I think you actually have to be like in your mid, like, I think actually in your brain yeah yeah there's brain chemical stuff you know you can't really understand good consequence stuff until you're in your mid-20s yeah and 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 the consequences that i'd be worried about most um rather they're the consequences that are easy to de-risk um you know pregnancy disease that sort of thing um i'd be i am just as worried about the emotional uh, issues there. Uh, you have sex with somebody like I don't care, man. Um, particularly at a young age, you're crossing a threshold. Yeah, you're yeah, crossing an sure. emotional threshold. So, you know, you, <laughs> hey, just go for it. <laughs> well, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> and then we, uh, all right, um, enough, so enough, Kitty's enough, 14. enough chatter about yeah. adolescent <laughs> intercourse. Kitty's fourteen. Kitty's fourteen. Kitty's 14, the, uh, it's not the splash page. Actually, we, we get a, a page before the splash page. The outfit that they've got her in, that, that Rocky Horror uh, outfit that they've got her in, yeah, the that, is, that is a very sexed up outfit. Yes. Hold on, I'm going to find it. I was... Oh, you're looking at magic. I was looking at magic. But I didn't... You have to believe that we are magic. <laughs> I was going to... I had this idea Nothing that can I was going read it. Um, but I did not read it. I did not Here read got it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very, uh, that's a very sexualized image. Uh, she's like, like being held up by, uh, by a couple of people. She's like drugged in out of it. Um, and as we, as we never get tired of asking who put her in the outfit, who, <laughs> who fastened the garter belt, yeah. <laughs> who undressed her from a, the things that she was in. Right. 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 Yeah. All right. That's um, a gross thing to think about. Always in in uh, comics, gross, there's always yeah, like someone gross. wakes up in different clothing. <laughs> right, right. I mean, if I if I wake up in different clothes, I'm calling a cop. <laughs> calling a cop, and then I'm buying a gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do we, what do we think of this? I love this issue. Did you, oh great, great. I did. Tell, yeah. tell me what you loved about it. Um, it, it's my favorite sort of issue where there's um not that much sort of punch them up. Yeah, style fighting, um, and we get to sort of get a little glimpse into the characters, what they're thinking about, kind of their, you said, their moral compass, right? Um, what's important to them, 
yeah. and sort of see them as 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 the, sort of as the human side of being superheroes and the things mm-hmm. that they that they do. So I liked it. Fantastic. Um, I I liked this one as well. Um, I remember uh, having read it as a kid. Uh, I've lost track on how old I am at this point. Um, younger than Kitty, but not by loads. Mm. <laughs> by loads. 83. Yeah, so right, um, 83. Okay, so I'm like maybe 11 yeah. uh, or something when I'm reading this. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so I read it. But, 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 um, I, I was actually happy to see the payoff from previous encounter with the Morlocks because mm-hmm. as that's happening, you know, Kitty says like, yeah, I promise I'll stay with you. Just, you know, help me out. Right. I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> so I was happy to see that uh, that got a moral resolution. Right. Yeah, because I guess I had forgotten that you wouldn't have known reading about the Morlocks the first time. Like, I knew that they were going to come back. Oh, fair. Yeah, and I okay. saw, you know, well, I'd actually been seeing this cover for some reason. It always, when I would, like, oh. search the thing, okay. this cover would always kind of jump out at me because I was always... Are you trying to go... To the page before the cover? No. You're trying to go to the previous issue. Okay. No. I'm trying to go what to... are you trying to do? I'm trying to do this. <laughs> I'm okay. trying to go here. Right. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Sorry. So when I would, like, scroll through... Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes there's a lot of action on the cover, and it's hard to see without really looking at it. But in on that one, you That's can always cool. see that it's very clearly Kitty and Caliban. So I was yeah. always, like, couldn't wait to get to that one because, like, how, oh, what's... Yeah, what's going what's on? Happening oh, what's happening here? Happen yeah, what's going to happen yeah, now? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird that you say you were 11 when you were reading. It's like, we, like, would we be okay with our kids reading this now at their current probably. ages? We probably would probably. be, right? Yeah yeah. 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 I mean, I was reading this shit at eight. Yeah. Uh, earlier, even. Yeah. It's like pretty sexy compared to some of the, the costumes. Well, yes. And the bodies are, you know, both male and female, but particularly female, are super sexy. Well, we we talked about this before, yes. and um, it didn't resonate with. I mean, like, it, unless like a psychologist is going to tell me that, like, I've got some hang up <laughs> that that is rooted in yeah, this. That your, that your enjoyment um, of women in boots is a uh, you know intimately connected. Do you need to. I mean, it's I mean, like, looks like, that you I enjoy. Wasn't to, I wasn't going to like. <laughs> There's nothing inven- wrong with that. I wasn't going to inventory. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, Edit it out if you don't like it. <laughs> I feel that. Well, well what's weird? It, I, actually, fair enough. I mean, I suppose I do wear boots. Um, hey, if I don't want to talk about it, why am I ruminating? <laughs> with, um, no, but like, like boots that women wear look look quite different than the uh, the superhero yeah. boots. I'm saying maybe if I was a psychiatrist, I could trace back some of your yeah. you know preferences, or maybe not. I don't know. So, <laughs> I'm not. So so so, so, so the, anyway. <laughs> Just to like, like like bring it back from anything that that makes you me or any of our half dozen listeners uncomfortable, um, I don't think that I have any deviant. I don't think you <laughs> do either. No, yeah. no, exactly. So what that means is like, and like, I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so no deviant behavior, <laughs> which means that I was exposed to all this crap and I seem to have turned out fine. Yeah. But that's not. Proof that, that, that somebody could be exposed to, to these sorts of images. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, yeah, like like maybe somebody would, would, would get the right message. But at the time, I didn't feel, I mean, yes, I noticed it. Yeah. But, like, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Gosh, I'm trying to think, like, like 11, uh, was it like fourth, fifth grade. Like, what, what other media crushes uh, did I have at that age? I'm struggling to think. Mm-hmm. 
there's a TV show called V, and that's like sixth grade or seventh mm-hmm. grade. So I'm a little bit older there. Um, that was a super sexy show. It's yeah. sci-fi. Do you remember V? Did you watch it? it? I don't think I watched it, but okay. it sounds familiar. It doesn't hold up. Uh, rather, I have no idea. Or I have. Hang on. I'm going to try this again. I have not seen V since it aired in the mid-80s. Right. I am convinced <laughs> <laughs> that it wouldn't hold up. Right, right. Uh, they actually tried to reboot that. Um uh, that, and I saw like one episode of that shortly after we moved back to the States, but that was a shitty idea. Uh, actually, the, uh, the show, the miniseries, cool premise. Aliens come to, come to Earth. They pretend to be friends. Actually, the premise is pretty, pretty rote. Hmm. Anyway. I got lost in my own thoughts there. That's okay. Why don't you, why don't you bring us home here? So I think when we talked about like, at one point, I think we had talked about having the kids read some of these mm-hmm. and talk about them with us. But then it, it there is a lot of other stuff in the Marvel. Yes. And there's no way to have them read it without giving them right. access to the, the full Marvel, the sort of panoply of Marvel right. uh, titles. And so I think that was why we decided maybe, you know. I'd be no, delighted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be delighted to uh, to have them read a lot of this shit. Yeah. But I, because I can't monitor all of it. Uh, there is some stuff that's that's yeah, uh, they're not old enough for right. Um, period. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I like this one, and you like this one, and can I take a Zyrtec if I'm getting a vaccine tomorrow? Ah. Uh... <laughs> Roof of my mouth is itching like crazy. I don't here. see why not. They're separate. Okay. Okay. Reactions, sort of. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, like I shouldn't take prednisone. I know that. Brian is getting his. I'm getting my first vaccine shot tomorrow. Yes. Yay. 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 Okay. Listeners, if you that had nothing whatsoever to do with what we were talking about, like are my, eligible. The roof of my mouth is 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 torturing me yeah. over here. And I couldn't. Y'all are eligible for your vaccine. You should go get your stupid vaccine. Anybody who's listening it. to this, and this is not going to be. They're not going to be like we weren't going to, but then Inessa said that we should, and so right. now we will. Right. I mean, okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea who who. <laughs> it is not going to be the turning point for anybody. Yeah, I think, all but, groups, uh, all groups in North Carolina are eligible, and uh, you should go do that. And it wound up being not all that hard to schedule the thing. I can't even remember. Like you saw something, and you sent me a link, and I clicked the link, and they said, "Do you want to get a shot on Thursday, Friday, or Monday?" You're like. Busy Thursday and Friday, but I can do this on Monday, and so hooray. And I get to, you know, be in my car and drive, like, for an hour and, like, have nobody fuck with me or <laughs> annoy me <laughs> for, like, an hour. Two hours, because an hour yeah, exactly. there, an yeah, hour they're back, they're... and you got to wait there, you take yourself yeah. out to lunch. It's like a whole fucking day, <laughs> day-long outing while your child just sits in the house. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, our daughter is old enough to be at home pretty much by herself. She's not old enough to read Marvel comics. She's old enough to read most Marvel. She's comics. old enough to read most of. God, them, it was yeah. like like five or so years ago that uh, the two of us were in Norfolk and we went to a comic book store there and I got her a trade paperback of Captain Marvel. Yeah, which she read. I think she might have read it. Uh, I read it actually, and it was confusing as hell. Uh, if you did, like, I mean, it 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 was sort of a semi fresh start, but. Mm. It presumed... You knew uh, some stuff. Yeah, yeah like a, a, a lot of familiarity. With the That's one of the tricky bits for for our kids is uh, it's almost too late for them to be patient enough to just 
pick an entry point? Because when I was a kid, it's like, uh, uh, here's what's available. And, and I'm, I don't mean this like, you know, walk four miles to school uphill. But, um, <laughs> but there are still new titles being created, right? So they could pick an entry point. Honestly, like the new shit that I read, one of my beefs with it is it 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 gets a lot of currency around readers' familiarity. With yeah, characters. fair. Um, I mean, is there new shit that's like not Mar? Like, could we go to the comic book store and you know outside of the Marvel comics universe that is very referential? Is there there must be somebody writing new comics the, right now that are there are loads of independent comics. Um, Hard to figure out where to begin mm. with a lot of that shit. Yeah. Um, period. Um, maybe that's a nice segue into a couple of things. Um, one of which is Mystery Men. Mm, which Mystery we Men. Saw yeah. last night. <laughs> so Mystery Men, uh, based on, I always want to call him Eric Burden. I get his name wrong. Bob Burden. Uh, yeah. I believe this is the dude's name. I wrote a comic called Flaming Carrot. Um, I buy them some of that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they were really tickled by those but, pictures. Yeah, yeah. But oh my god, they, they thought those were hilarious. Um, that's my answer to like, are there independent comics? There's a shit ton of independent comics. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably they're, they're more now than there were like in the eighties. Yeah. In the eighties, there were loads of cool things. Concrete was a really really cool one that I read. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they say independent. They were published by Dark Horse. Which is, uh, they were a publisher of, of some meaningful stuff. Like, you got the big two, you've got Marvel and DC, right. and then you've got others. You know, right. These days, like Image, I'm um, pretty sure would be, you know, like, like a pretty strong number three. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a shit ton of independent comics, and, and I love that. Um, I, I segued from my segue back to the main thing. <laughs> Let's talk about Mystery Men. <laughs> Mystery Men was a fun movie, and uh, if you've got sort of a tween aged uh, kids. Yeah. Especially if you've watched some other superhero stuff, you right. should go watch it because it's fun. Yeah, they will understand what is being lampooned. Um, they will think it's hilarious. And there's farting, so... Well, yeah. Um, they'll like it, even if, if for no other reason. Yeah, and and middle-aged parents will probably also find this movie funny. <laughs> um, like, like I almost choked on my pizza uh, when <laughs> William H. Macy is talking to his wife. And, like, like, her line, like... Baby, you shovel better than any man I've ever known. <laughs> it was just put me over the top. But that was that paled uh, in comparison to our daughter's reaction to Ben Stiller's line. I, don't, I can't remember what the line the was. Line is like, if you don't hear from me again, or like if I don't call you, it's probably because I'm dead. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like, it, it, it's funny. Uh, but delivery was funny. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, I have never seen her laugh that hard. <laughs> pretty much anything. Uh, yeah, she was, was doubled over for like two or three solid yeah. minutes. She, yeah, that that was that was great. Um, I, I what else do I want to say about it? Other than to say um, that is for me open and shut case about why William H Macy is one of my favorite actors. Uh, he is a national treasure, even if uh, he and his wife uh, cheated to get their children yeah, that, to college. That, that, that happened. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He was hilarious in that. And uh, and you should go watch it tonight. You should. What did you enjoy about the film? What was your favorite favorite scene? My favorite scene? Favorite character. My favorite character was the, the bad guy. <laughs> Uh, uh, Jeffrey Rush, yeah, Casanova Frankenstein, yeah. <laughs> like and his whole like that thing. That name is you know? goddamn hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like how he's like 
Yeah, he's got these like weird evil people yeah. around him, but they're all kind of like incompetent, not incompetent, but like uh, weird. Uh, yeah, weird, like Wacky, stylized yeah. uh, villains. And and he lives in a cheesecake factory, which <laughs> I did was not even in, Brian said that it was not an original uh, thought yeah. of mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was fun. That Kids movie, like the the fact that so much of the stuff, not so much of the stuff, a, a lot of the stuff features disco and the fight so scenes are choreographed <laughs> to like Saturday Night Fever shit. Um, that's almost an afterthought. <laughs> it's just like, like how goddamn funny that movie is. They just like cram it with stuff. I, I read, so the AV club has, um, had a series of articles about flops, uh, uh, yeah. box office flops. Reread that one. And I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the AV club writer, uh, who, who did that series, but, at the end, he says, like, like okay, you know, should it have bombed? And, and the, the categories that he has, like, um, failure, fiasco, or secret success. Right. And like, like, failure is like, it just sucks. Fiasco is like, this is just bananas, <laughs> batshit insane. <laughs> and then secret success is actually this one should and should have done well. Yeah. And, and he, he deems this a secret success. All right, okay. Uh, and I'm on board with that. Crazily, though, I read some comments, some of the AV Club comments... Loads of folks s- piping up to say this movie sucks. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know. Yeah. There are just always going to be people that don't get it. It did, it did have a... There's like, always going to be loads of fucking idiotic people. <laughs> it did have like a little bit of a slow lull in the middle. It could have been yes. maybe 15 minutes or so Agreed. shorter. Agreed. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was... it was Could have been 15 minutes shorter. Yeah. Quite good fun. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Okay. Uh, what else do we want to say? So let's talk about Dan Green. Please. <laughs> I, I've i been keen to talk about Dan Green for quite some time. Dan Green. What, why don't you kick us off? I'm told. Yes. Was the inker, which I'm not actually sure what. I guess that's the person that draws the outlines. So the artist will do the drawing in pencil. Yeah. That was actually one of my... Um, notes here was that I wanted to review the different roles cool. that all the comic people uh, do. I want you to review them because I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So bearing in mind that I, I, I can't draw for shit. Yeah. Uh, and I barely understand how this all, all happens. My understanding is right. the artist will do the drawings in pencil okay. and you'll even see them referred to sometimes as penciler. Okay. Pencils by blah, blah. Uh, those pencil drawings are then gone over in ink. Okay. The inker can alter the look of of the drawings mm-hmm. um, in in ways that are you know you know kind of subtle, right? Um, but distinctive, right? Yeah. And so so Dan Green, the inker, um, are you are you? This is a Jason Powell thing, yeah? No, I actually that was going to be another question of mine because I didn't. I didn't look for your Jason Powell book. Oh, okay. Um, but it was mentioned, I don't know, that blog that I sometimes read to steal ideas about what to talk about. So the Jason Powell book is on my nightstand so that I can refer to it <laughs> conveniently. Whenever you like. Yeah, yes, so, exactly. Like, like right, right above the Bible that so, I keep on my nightstand. The Invisible Bible. The Invisible Bible, yeah. So Dan Green apparently is a new inker on this and, and him mm-hmm. and uh, John Romita... Junior, J or J. Yeah. Uh, go on to have a long and sort of fruitful mm-hmm. uh, collaboration on this one. And, and he yeah. works on 
this book for a long time. Yep. And that was mentioned and, and, and I guess has given some credit for it sort of taking maybe a, a darker... Yes. So some of the art sort of starting to take a darker turn. Um, and so I just wanted to say, you know, you said, there are some people from that world that you have a lot of thoughts about. So I wanted to see if you had any thoughts about Dan Green. I really don't. Um, sorry. That's fine. The the inker, I, am, I, I don't have a good enough eye and memory to have favorite inkers. Um, the thing about the inker is very often, like, they'll switch. Uh, like, Terry Austin did a lot of inks for John Byrne great stuff um but you, when the inker works on a different you know, the inker works with so many different artists that for me like i kind of i kind of struggle to latch on to the style exactly yeah. because they're um if you make a careful study you're gonna see it right but for me what i notice are, are, are the pencils mm-hmm. uh so dan green don't know the name the inker uh whose name i did know at the time was uh, Klaus Janssen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's one of these... Some inkers have done this. They, they go from inks to, to actually drawing the whole mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. He was the inker for Frank Miller on uh, Daredevil. And then Miller started writing and drawing. At a certain point, Miller stopped doing the pencils. And uh, Klaus Janssen mm-hmm. did pencils and inks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kept the look that Miller had created... Miller and Jansen mm-hmm. had created, uh, but had his own spin on it. And so like him, I noticed, mm-hmm. and, and I yeah. thought that the work he did on Daredevil uh, with and without Frank Miller's pencils was really fantastic. Yeah. I thought that the, uh, the art in this one, none of the art really jumped off the page at me specifically, yeah. but like where they go through that whole thing where like Kitty's face changes. That's fucked up. And then like the last one where she's all like really, yeah. really fucked up, that yeah. would have scared the shit out of me as a kid. <laughs> like I was yeah. yeah, that things like that always really, really frightened me. Yeah, okay. Uh you know, even like probably at the age that you were that yeah. you were I mean, even now I was like, ah <laughs> Yeah. Th- th- that's more upsetting to me now yeah. than it was at the time. Uh that's one of the weird things about adulthood. Um and you know, middle agehood. Uh, when I was a kid, I couldn't understand why why grownups were like you know like they're all they're all fraidy cats and they're just blah blah blah, um, and I figured like okay so I'm gonna be, and I think a lot of grownups think like kids are gonna be really really scared. In some cases, that's true. Right. Like, like a clown will scare the shit out of a kid. So <laughs> a grown up can can deal with a clown, but in other cases, like it's just not true. Yeah. Uh, for some things like this, when I was reading at eleven. But way more robust than I do now. Right. Uh, <laughs> now you're very fragile. Um, I mean, I, I remember watching Temple of Doom, uh, and like that was messed up. That was one of the movies that that helped uh, give us the PG-13. And yeah, uh, pulling the dude's the heart, heart yeah. still beating heart out of his chest. I'm watching that, and like it's this occult ritual, and I'm in the theater. And I'm like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is this is some heavy shit. Yeah. I remember thinking, but I I think I, I saw that as a grown up, and my thought was, how would an eleven year old not run screaming out of a theater? Right. So my reaction, although I was definitely affected by it, was not nearly as extreme as my adult self would it think would have that my child, child self would, self, would right, react. Right. That's a weird thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Um, let's see what else. Did you read the Jason Powell stuff about? I did. Yeah. This. What is? What does he have to say? Um, he has a lot of things to say. I'm going to do a really shitty job of recapping it. Or he, was there anything in there that was particularly interesting to you, or something that you hadn't sort of considered? It, nothing uh, that I can paraphrase yeah. into justice to. Um, the upshot of it is he loves this issue. Mm-hmm. He, he feels that it kind of marks a, a, an additional maturity in, in Claremont's uh, storytelling. Right. Um, and backs that up with a lot of <laughs> words and detail yeah. that, that, that I can't do justice yeah, to. Yeah. And we will see more of the Morlocks. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're there. Yeah. It's like, they're like the Sentinels and, and other people, uh, you know, like they, they, they stick there around for, for keeps. Um, there will be other characters that don't, stick around mm-hmm. uh like there's a lot of silver age stuff that doesn't stay like the sentinels they do mm-hmm. uh that was an idea that worked well but there were others like oh god who's that figure? oh the mimic uh you know, we're not gonna see the mimic anymore <laughs> uh the vanisher like Eunice, Mr. Untouchable. Um, <laughs> but don't does, don't the yeah. Morlocks be like become? I don't maybe not main like, but they sort of have a, a continue to have sort of a a working relationship with. Yes. The, yeah, yeah. But, but my point is, there will be uh, there will be characters or ideas, some of which will be introduced and then best forgotten, <laughs> um, others of which uh, will stick. Right. Some so, of the stuff, go ahead. No, no, you go. Some of the stuff that I read talked a lot about, like, the sort of political reorienting of the X-Men. Yes. Um, and, and we've touched on that a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, So I'm still trying to, sort of still trying to figure out exactly what, what they, what that looks, or what kind of, I'm curious to see what that's going to look like. Let's put it that way and draw my own conclusions, because yeah. I'm, you know, when I read the stuff, sometimes it's like, I have no idea, how, I can't imagine what it is they're talking about. It's a very interesting idea um, that it, it it doesn't get addressed. Well, actually, it does kind of get addressed rather specifically. The whole premise of the X Men is that they are societal outcasts, right? And the X Men are the heroes that are protecting the outcasts. Uh, what the Morlocks bring to that conversation, and I'm getting a lot of these ideas from Jason Powell and, right. and, and, and other sources that Powell quotes, because um, I'm not clever enough for this to have no, occurred to I me mean, in who, any in any who is, yeah. But uh, well, Jason Powell, yes, yeah. <laughs> loads of people, loads of people are right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what the Morlocks bring to the conversation is right. We're outcasts, but you're trying to conform. You're trying to reconcile with the people who are repressing us. Right. So that's a dynamic that plays out, certainly in the United States. Right. Has been playing out since, well, before the country existed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, This notion of, you know, what does, um, not homogeneity, but, but, you know, what does reconciliation look like? Right. Does it mean that the structural, the powerful structures in society will stop oppressing? Does it mean that there is a separate but equal element? Does it mean that the beleaguered, you know, the put-upon groups will get to think, act, and exist in the same way that the 
that the powerful do. Right, right. <laughs> you know, what, what do we sacrifice mm-hmm, when we do this? Mm-hmm. And it is uh, a really interesting cultural conversation mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. uh, because, look, hey, man, I love pluralism. Uh, I, I, I think it's really, really cool to get different perspectives, uh, to uh, have that broadening of experience. Right. Am I being asked to sacrifice any of my own identity to support it? Not yet. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but if I were, how comfortable would that would that, would that make feel? me? Yeah. Yeah. By the same token, um, you know, to what extent uh, is this something that I can kind of like like plug in or out of? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I am. Yes. That's all. <laughs> I'm interested to see where that goes. Okay. I said a lot of words. I mean, you I was, did. I'm sorry. I, was it was I was I was I monopolizing? No, no, you were fine. Space? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> you were good. No, so I'm I'm curious to. Uh, you should have had that second coffee. You think so? I think so. I'm a little yawny, aren't I? No, no, you're not yawny. I I, I, I think I think um, uh, I'm I'm not drawing. I'm not doing enough to draw you out. Yeah, because I'm a you're little, very clever. And uh, I'm a little. I, whenever we skip a week, I always feel like it's hard for me to. Uh, it's actually hard for me to like talk a lot anyway it still feels really weird to be yeah. the only person talking strangely i wait, wait, wait it feels weird for you to be the yeah. only person talking yeah well you're not the like only when person i talk talking. a lot it always I, then i immediately when i'm talking yeah. after the first 15 seconds then i want to stop talking oh that, that's bizarre yeah um i mean let, let me be clear i'm very much ashamed of the fact that i have no qualms about <laughs> like I've, I've, I've no discomfort about being the only person talking like, like to a you fault. do a lot of public talking things well, it, it, chicken or the egg. I mean, maybe uh, maybe I feel comfortable with that because... Maybe. Um, and, and it's not because I think that I've got, like, really profound shit to say. I'm quoting other people nine times out of ten. Yeah, fair. <laughs> I just... Um, I, I enjoy the process of thinking out loud. Yeah. Uh, is kind of what that's all about. But I love to... I want to hear from you. Um, oh, oh, oh. But because you're, you, you've experienced uh, this, this idea of assimilation, right? You're... You're, you're assimilated. I am baby. assimilated. I am assimilated. So, so your children, I mean, they're not going to have like really any any sense of Russian identity. No. How does that sit with you? Um, it, 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 that sits fine because we weren't a, you know, a preferred group in in right. Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you know we're bending over backwards to make sure that they have a sense of their religious identity, which is the part of that dynamic that was important to me. So, you know, yeah, like they don't speak Russian and that's sad. Um, But I'm also in my middle age wise enough to know that that was, would not, unless we lived in a different place, would not, it was just not really possible. Um, you know, even my sister doesn't speak amazing Russian, and yeah. she was like one whole generation closer to to all that than mm-hmm. than the kids were. So, um, I feel assimilated. I don't feel, uh, despite you know, occasionally people yeah. in my family mm-hmm. telling me that I'm not really uh, I'm not really American. Uh, I feel really American. She's referring to me. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, no, from time to time. Well, okay. Let's let's be clear. From time to time, I do say you're not. <laughs> When I say that, just so that we're clear, you're you're emphatically no, American. I'm very American. I don't um, even feel insecure about it. So, no, no, yeah, no, so no. I don't no, feel it, defensive it, about it because I don't it, feel insecure. It, it, about I, it. I say that I, I tease you because yeah. like 
it'll be some like pop culture, right? It'll be something that I didn't experience in the early food 80s. Bullshit! Right, right. <laughs> it's like like. Oh, like, I didn't I'll eat McDonald's so- until I went to college. Yeah, right. Yeah, true. I'll say something about Pop Rocks or something like that. Oh, I don't know what those are. It's like you're not really an American. <laughs> <laughs> How could you be an American if you don't know that the kid who ate Life cereal died from eating Pop Rocks? <laughs> Side note: He didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I do it, feel it, assimilated, and uh, you know, I don't necessarily. I mean, yes, the language is gone. Will be gone for my children. Right. Um, but that feels like a small, small price to pay ish. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, and, and, and that, that's not like a clean example because, um, rather the, the, the analog to mutants right. <laughs> would be if your family had re- remained in, you know, then Soviet Union, now Russia, right. uh, but the, the the structures stopped persecuting Jews. Right. Um, you, you know, at that point, it, that's really what the, the assimilation question uh, right. uh, gets to. Yeah. Um, like when you, I mean, we've been to Russia together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really, really cool. But um, I didn't get the sense that you thought, ah, here's everything and it's familiar. And like you, you know, you were there, man. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, not in Moscow in, or St. Petersburg. Being but. in Russia, yes, we didn't live in Moscow or St. Yeah. Petersburg, but being in Russia did not have any feeling right. of like a, a homecoming feel. Yeah. It's just like traveling in a place where I spoke the language yeah. and that made traveling a lot easier. Right. And I think the traveling would actually be pretty difficult to travel in Russia, yeah. even in the big cities, if you don't speak Russian. Yep. I mean, it's possible people do it, obviously, all oh, the sure, time, sure. but it was, yeah, yeah. you know, I think that my speaking Russian made everything. A lot easier, although I still couldn't figure out how to order things in a store, you know, had to ask for the English language menu in Russian, which was hilarious. Um, Yeah, I was I was when we were in the metro, um, I was as good as you at spotting the Cyrillic. Yeah. Yeah, my Cyrillic is really slow. Anyway, I love this issue and uh, I look forward to seeing what happens next. I also look forward to seeing what's what, what happens next. Um, I need, I need one closing question. Uh, hot dog is a hot dog a sandwich. There was some, there was some comparable, <laughs> there's a comparable thing, um, recently, but I can't remember what it was. Is a corn dog a sandwich? Corn dog is not a sandwich. I agree. Okay. That's all for this week. Um, corn dogs are still delicious. They are delicious and we can make corn them. Dogs. Ooh, and our fryer. We bought oh, a deep fat baby. fryer. Yeah, we did. All right. Listeners. All right. Go get your vaccine shot and celebrate with a corn dog. Yep. Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.